and Luke. Who are you? Uh, okay, then. Ron Wolfley. Ron Wolfley. What is up? <laughs> Witch buster. Extraordinaire. Love that guy. Luke Lipinski. Yay. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. Here we go. The ball is tipped into the air and it's picked off at the 30-yard line. Running left to the 20, Marco Wilson to the 10. He high steps and then he does a flip into the end zone for the touchdown. And they stay there. Here we go. Throws over the middle and a one-handed interception by Isaiah Simmons in midfield. Runs it back to the left of the 40, at the 30, at the 25, at the 20. And Simmons in, back-to-back. Interception returns for touchdown. Because all I do, all I, all I, all I, all I do is win, 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 no matter what. side of the 40, 35, 30, Benjamin 25, inside the 20, and finally knocked out of bounds. <laughs> the longest play from scrimmage for the Cardinals this season. And they stay there. Oh, yeah. And they stay <laughs> yeah, that feels good on a Friday, doesn't it? The best part is the people in the newsroom walking by wondering what's going on. And the Arizona Cardinals yeah. put up 42 it, points, sir. the most of the Cliff Kingsbury era. And they stay there. Yeah, man. We're going to put them up in the air right now. We're just all oh, up, down. Sorry, I miss it every time. There we go. Yes. Oh, boy. How about it, Luke? Just a little what, joy at State Farm Stadium. Exactly what everybody expected last night. A 76-point Thursday night football <laughs> game with a team that was struggling to score against another team that was all beat up. Ah, uh, Wolf. I, I tell you what, we're not talking defense here early. We're just going to kind of go big picture to start things off. But I want to say this before I forget it. Listening to those highlights. Cardinals have three wins this year. Yeah. Isaiah Simmons has his fingerprints all over two of those wins. That's huge right there. Make plays that change games. Remember, that was that was the expectation I came to early on. That's what we were talking about early on in training camp. It was like, you know what? Honestly, right now, I, I don't care if he's in the slot as a corner. I, I don't care if you play him as a safety. I don't care if you put him on the edge. I, I don't care if you move him off the ball as the weak side inside. Just Isaiah, make plays that change games. And that's exactly what he's done. The other of many takeaways. Thank you, Andy Dalton, for being on the Cardinals schedule every year. Because Maloney had the stat yesterday. Four straight years they have played Andy Dalton. He's been on a different team every year. He keeps trying to sneak up on him, Wolf. And they have beaten him four straight years. And he doesn't or hasn't really been turning the ball over much for the Saints this year. Oh, did he ever last night? He yeah, he threw two one, of the Cardinals touchdowns. Yeah, had one pick in three games. And he had three picks, of course, last night. And every one of them. Every one of them was huge. I Listen, where do you begin? 
again on this victory for the Arizona Cardinals last night. Where where do you begin? Because there's a lot of different ways you could go. Uh, you're still in it. You're in this. And, and Bingo. It's, it's not like... I get mathematically if you go two and five, you're not done when first place in your division is three and three. But let's be realistic. Let's look at the vibe of around this team on Monday where it was just like, oh, everything's falling apart and it's all over and fire everybody and start over. And and now it's like, okay, is everything fixed? No, but no. you're a half game out of first in your division and DeAndre Hopkins is back. And I would say D Hop and Kyler Murray looked a little rusty at times and he still had 10 catches for 103 yards. Yes. And Kyler Murray had his highest quarterback rating of the season, over 100. As a matter of fact, it's the first time he had a quarterback rating of 100. I wonder now, why that happened. Once again, well, once again, he's had a couple of games where he came really, really close to eclipsing that mark. But once again, that is a general, a general stat that tells you how a human being is basically playing the quarterback position. It's a reliable stat as far as I'm concerned. But what does this do? For the Arizona Cardinals, this victory last night, um, it keeps them relevant. That is the first thing that I think of, Luke. They, they've not played well as a team, as we all know, Ron Wolfley reporting. And yet, um, they're a game out in the NFC West, or half a game, as you would say right now, technically. Um, they haven't found their stride at all. And maybe they never do this season, but they're still capable of nine plus wins. I think when you look at it for the rest of their schedule and the rest of their season, it gives the team hope of turning it around. You go two and five. Um, there, there's, there's no hope. There's nothing you could point to if they would have lost last night's game somehow, some way to a banged up New Orleans Saints team. Um, It'd be really hard to look at it and say you're two and five and there's anything to hang your hat on and say it's going to be different. You had put so much on the return of DeAndre Hopkins. Yes. So it, let's just play this out for 10 seconds to kind of give us context of how good it is that they won the game as if we need that. But if you lost last night, okay, Hopkins came back and you still couldn't win. You still can't win at home. The questions about Cliff would be getting louder and louder. And now you have survived another week, which... Unless you are the Bills or the Chiefs or the Eagles maybe this year, it, it's that's what this league is. You survive another week. You're three and four. The rest of the league doesn't, or at least shouldn't, yep. <laughs> care about how you got the three and four. Well, I don't know. That third win wasn't uh, as beautiful as it could have been. Who cares? You're three and four. Minnesota's five and one, and I don't even know how they've won one game, and they're five and one. Right. All that matters is your record <laughs> when the playoffs hit. It is, man. Um, can I also say this, too, Luke? What else does it do for the Arizona Cardinals? I think it quiets a lot of the noise that is out there about Cliff getting fired. And and keeps the distractions to a minimum. I think that's really, really important right now. Cliff isn't going to be fired, ladies and gentlemen. He's not. And players don't want to talk about Cliff getting fired. They don't. Uh, this quiets the NFL Anade. The NFL Anade. It quiets their voice. It doesn't eliminate them, of course. But it quiets the sound of their voice for another week or two. Even, uh, you know, all week, how close was this to a must win? Well, how about after the game? Cliff was asked, how close was this to a must win? How close was this to a must win, coach? I mean, for y'all, was Wolf said I was getting fired. Happy 70th, by the way, Wolf. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, what a shot that Cliff, really? 
What a shot that was. Say this is like one of the few shows where we've been saying flat out, he's not I'd getting fired. Exactly. I, I've been the only guy <laughs> we've saying We've been taking that. heat for saying he's not getting fired. And now Cliff's like, yeah, happy 70th, Wolf. Yeah. By the way, 10 years in one week. Yeah. <laughs> 70th. What a shot right there. <laughs> Let me slide the protective cup in. Um, what else does it do? What else does it do for the Arizona Cardinals? You know what? Honestly, um, they look like they had some swagger last night. Finally, <laughs> finally, so much of that to me is so D Hop though. Once again, and I know we're going to get into this. We're going to get into D Hop and the impact that he had. But it's so difficult to talk about the Arizona Cardinals and what you saw last night without talking about DeAndre Hopkins and the fact that there he is. He had over 100 yards receiving in his first game back. How long has it been, Luke, since he's played football? He played like parts of two games in the last year. And what was his over-under on receptions again yesterday? Five and a half. That to me is Vegas not watching the Cardinals ever. Like They were going to funnel him the ball as they should last night. Win or lose, there's no way DeAndre Hopkins wasn't catching more than five passes last night. 14 targets and 10 receptions, of course, for 103 yards. Um, Yeah, does DeAndre Hopkins make a difference? It's not only the tangible. It's not only the physical skills that he brings to the field, but, man, it's the intangibles. And um, I'm a fan, man. Nuke is is the real deal. Uh, Don't always agree with everything he does. Don't always agree with how Nuke does some things. But can I tell you right now, we get to the same place. <laughs> he, he takes a different path, yet we get to the same place. And I love his edge. I love who he is. I, I, I love the swag that he brings to the team. And I also love the fact that he is a leader. Well, he put out a hype video and then delivered. Delivered 100 yards and a win in his first game back. Coming up next, we're going to take you through some of the biggest plays of the Cardinals. Victory over the Saints last night with Big Red Reacts. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Football Friday with Wolf and Luke. Alert, alert, alert. Presented by 72 Soul. 51, 51, let's go. Let's go, here we go. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, Wolf. Well, I um, let's see. I was really right about one thing yesterday and really wrong about one thing yesterday, okay? Okay, let's get to the wrong first. Start with the wrong. I thought this was going to be a low-scoring game. (laughs) (laughs) Most Thursday night games are. The only thing I was right about is I did say exactly 14 targets for D-Hop. You did say that? I did, Oh, okay. And then I thought it was too high. You threw out so many numbers. Well, one of them is bound to be right. I mean, one broadcast you. How many numbers do you reference and throw out there? Noses in the media guy. Stat guy like you are over there. (laughs) Oh, well, you know, ESPN Advanced Metrics has this. uh, uh, (laughs) The one number I did not throw out was 76 points, but that's what we got last night. And I just want to say Eno Benjamin's name, Wolf, because he is just, I I love the way that guy plays football. I think he's an injection of life into this offense as well. And we just haven't mentioned him yet, but we're going to try and go through everything right now, which is a little bit tougher when there's 76 points in a game with Big Red Reacts. Wolf and Luke. Big Red Reacts. Reaction to yesterday's Cardinals game. Brought to you by Wico Pa Casino Resort, where world-class action meets four diamond splendor. Dalton takes, play fake, sets up in the pocket, looks deep, airing it out, middle of the field, inside the 20, it's caught at the 10, and into the end zone for the touchdown. 
Rashid Shaheed got behind the defense, and Andy Dalton threw a strike. Back to pass goes Murray. Fires left side. Dehop caught it. At the 32, his first catch of the year, brought down by Bradley Roby. But it's a gain of five yards, puts the Cardinals in third and five. Here's Blankenship, his first attempt as a Cardinal, the former Colt, a 50-yard field goal try. Snap, ball is down. The kick is a line drive, and the kick is good. Back to throw Dalton. Looking over the middle, throws back of the end zone, and it's picked off. Antonio Hamilton in the back of the end zone with the interception. He takes a knee, and the Cardinals get a takeaway. It remains 7-3 Saints. Takes the snap and hands off Benjamin straight ahead. Big hole, 40, 45, 50. Far side of the 40, 35, 30. Benjamin, 25. Inside the 20 and finally knocked out of bounds. Tyron Matthews saved the touchdown. That's a 43-yard run. The longest play from scrimmage for the Cardinals this season. 28 yards for Blankenship, who made a 50-yarder earlier. Snap, spot, the kick is up. Hayes, two for two. Blankenship with both field goals right down Main Street. And it's a quick throw to the right, flat to Hill. Caught at the five, and he's into the end zone for the touchdown. Well-designed, well-executed. Taysom Hill from four yards out. And the Saints extend their lead to 13-6 with 10-29 to go in the first half. Snap to Murray. Going to give to Ingram, running straight ahead. Ingram diving for the goal line. And he's into the end zone for his first NFL touchdown. And the Cardinals within two, 2.28 to go in the first half. Murray hands it off, running to the left, and close to the goal line, and in for two points. The ball came out, but they ruled that Eno Benjamin was in before he lost the ball, and the Cardinals tie the game at 14. Back to pass goes Dalton on first down. Fires over the middle. The ball is tipped into the air, and it's picked off at the 30-yard line. Running left to the 20, Marco Wilson to the 10. He high steps, and then he does a flip into the end zone for the touchdown. Marco Wilson with a pick six, and the Cardinals take the lead, 20-14. to Dalton straight drop back, throws over the middle, and a one-handed interception by Isaiah Simmons in midfield. Runs it back to the left of the 40, at the 30, at the 25, at the 20, and Simmons in, back-to-back. Interception returns for touchdowns by the Cardinals at the end of the half. Hurry and shotgun takes the snap. Three-step drop, guns it to the right side in traffic. Ertz pulls it in. Zach Ertz with the catch and the spike. And the Cardinals extend the lead to 14 with 46 seconds to go in the first half. Field goal try from Lutz from 25 yards out. The kick is up, and the kick is good. Snap to Murray. Quick throw left side. It's caught at the one and into the end zone for the touchdown is Greg Dort. They do punch it in. Kyler Murray with his first touchdown pass of the game, and it's 34-17 to with 29 seconds left in the third. Snap to Dalton, and he fires far aside. Caught at the 10 and a broken tackle, and into the end zone is Johnson for the touchdown. My Jay Sanders in coverage couldn't make the tackle, and with 11-14 to go, the Saints score pretty quickly. It's 35-23. Murray takes the shotgun snap, and they run it again. Benjamin off the right side hit, but dies for the end zone, sticks the ball out. They're going to mark him down at the one. They just changed the call to a touchdown. Second and goal on the one. Snap to Dalton, drops back to pass, and faded to Johnson, left corner of the end zone, makes a diving catch for a touchdown. With 3.07 to go, it is 42 to 35-yard field goal try for Lutz. 
snap is good. Ball is down. The kick on the way, and it is good. Murray under center, drops back, takes a knee, and the Arizona Cardinals put up 42 points, the most of the Cliff Kingsbury era. I just reiterate, too, Wolf, how nice it is to have Zach Ertz on the hands team out there for our cut kicks. Feels like he always comes up with the ball in those situations because that yeah. got a little, not dicey at the end, but New Orleans wasn't just quietly going away at the end of this game. Yeah, one of the great things about Zach Ertz is, you know what, he's not going to muff any type of kick. Anytime he touches that ball, he's going to come down with that ball for the most part. Yeah, I don't care how weird it bounces, Zach Ertz is going to be on top of that thing. They, I used to be on the hands team, as a matter of fact. Yeah, yeah they'd put me right in the center of the field and they told me if they kick it to you just let the ball go by and you attack <laughs> the closest guy whoever it is seriously that was my job they were going to dribble at either side when they dribble that thing you let the ball go and you wipe out anybody it's one of the reasons why they eliminated the onside kick the way that <laughs> you used to oh no i'm just saying because of how people would do it such as me that was my job my well, job was let the ball go by don't worry about the ball you attack the closest human being and just light them up. You're on the hands team. Okay, should I use my hands to get the ball? No, no, no. You let the ball go right past. I'm serious. They put, me, put me right in the middle, hoping they'd kick it to me and I'd just go attack somebody. It was one of the greatest plays ever in the game. That's actually what they said to be to able us. to do that. Our first show meeting, too. They said, Wolf, if Luke ever throws it to you, you just attack somebody walking by. And that's that's how we've done the show. When does the hunter become the hunted? <laughs> I'll tell you when with an onside kick. Anyways, <laughs> uh, there's a lot to unpack from what we just played there in uh, in Big Red Reacts. But I, I will say, Wolf, a couple things. I know we're going to get more into the offense here in just a couple minutes. But it was nice to see this offense play with a lead. By my count, they had had a lead for 15 minutes and one second all season through the first six weeks. Let's not pretend that's not part of the offense looking better last night. It was the fact that they actually got to play with a lead. No and, doubt. Uh, I just uh, the, the passing game wasn't balanced. It was all D hop, but I like that they were willing to just take what the defense gave them and win a game. Yeah, you know, I'm just listening to Big Red Reacts right there. I love that, by the way. I really do. I really enjoy that. Um, but Eno Benjamin, Eno Benjamin just stands out. You already mentioned Eno Benjamin, and you see um, that block on the two point conversion. Uh, as a matter of fact, I did not see that. Oh, I'll I'll, I'll yeah. find the video. I'm Marcus okay. Davenport, who's six six, by the way, right. and he just completely knocked. Over. Yeah, you know what? Please uh, make sure I see that. I didn't. I missed that. But I will tell you right now, I didn't miss him running the ball. You know, Benjamin runs the ball with a desperation that I hope, first of all, he never loses ever. Uh, he's getting his opportunity, and you can see the desperation this kid is bringing inside those white lines. You can see it. I love it. You know who else can see it? His teammates can see it. And that's what I love about it. Because his teammates tap in. Yeah, that we're still playing the game of football. And if you're playing the game of football, effort matters. Intensity matters. Bring it like Eno's bringing it. Hey, am I bringing it like Eno's bringing it? With the desperation that he's bringing to the field? I mean, the, the two-point try where Eno... <laughs> First of all, I don't know why he just didn't cut north and go north and try to get it out there. He did, but he he came with a spin move, all right? And then he stuck the ball out on that two-point try, and he broke the plane. His touchdown, like very— spinning in the air backwards, that Yes, one, yeah. yes. And the touchdown, every inch 
matters to Eno Benjamin, and he got it again. They overturned it. They were going to mark him short, and they overturned it and said, no, it is a touchdown. He did break the plane, which he did, but the desperation of that run once again. Do you believe it? Yeah, this is what, I mean, he did this at ASU too, When a year when ASU was good and a year when ASU was not good, and he was like the only light on the offense, but Wolf, I would say this, when you watch this team, the last few weeks, especially on offense, they look like a team where nothing was going right. And they're right. just like, oh, here we go. This is work. It isn't fun. Except Eno. If you watch Eno play when he's had his chance, you you couldn't you would think this team was seven and zero the way he plays. He plays with that enthusiasm that I would say right now on the offense, him and DeAndre Hopkins are the ones injecting enthusiasm into this offense. Yeah, I just want to say this quickly, okay? Eno Benjamin, when he was playing with ASU, to me, this is just my opinion right here. He didn't run with the desperation that he runs here. He had talent, and he knew he had talent. And he's good, and he does have talent. But what I'm seeing is a guy that wants a 10-year career in the National Football League. It is running as a seventh-round pick, running with the desperation that he is because he wants a stick, and I love it. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. We come back out of the offense. Look with DeAndre Hopkins back in the lineup. We'll dissect that next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Football Friday with Wolf and Luke, presented by 72 Soul. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Well, they definitely looked a lot more fun as a team last night. Wolf, they looked like they were having more fun. That crowd was into it. Uh, You know, and they fell behind at one point when that Taysom Hill touchdown happened. You're like, okay, I mean, the offense... The offense isn't going to be able to hide behind the defense in this one. The offense is going to have to produce. Now, granted, the defense did then score two touchdowns, uh, but the offense did produce last night. Wolf, I will say this, the return of DeAndre Hopkins, more than anything, this team is is more fun to watch when they have Hopkins. And the other thing that I couldn't help but think towards the end of that game is what would this offense look like with DeAndre Hopkins and Hollywood? And <laughs> You're getting greedy, well, son. That, that was the plan. I mean, yes. you had your first round pick right. for him. That, and, and yeah, I am getting greedy because. You know, you win last night, you're still in this. Like you said, you're still relevant. You've sustained your, your, you've survived. You still have playoff hopes. If you have Hopkins and Hollywood Brown, you could see how this offense could be dangerous again because Hopkins is just so good. He's open on every play. How do you get open on every play? How do him and and Cooper Cup get open on every play? It's truly incredible. It is. D-Hop is one of these guys. He doesn't run precise routes. He isn't um, acknowledged as a great route runner. Um, what he is acknowledged as, he's going to get open. <laughs> That's the one thing he's not. He may not run the route the way you want him to run the route, but he's going to get open. He may not be able to run by somebody, but he's a deep threat. He isn't the best runner after the catch, but somehow, some way, when you throw him the ball, people miss tackling him. Have you ever noticed yeah. that? Yeah. It's a weird situation with Hop. The guy is. The guy is wildly talented and um, basically a party of one. I don't know who else is like him in terms of his skills. He looks like when you watch him play, it almost looks like everybody else has made this game way too complicated. 
Like, it looks like DeAndre Hopkins is the only one who just is going with the basics of, I'm just going to go where nobody is. I'm going to catch the ball because it was thrown to me. And then I'm going to get away from people so they can't tackle me. Yeah. That, that's what it is. You're right, because he's not blazing speed. He's no. not huge. It's not any of that stuff. But he's so consistently, and he's done it his whole career. This isn't a Cardinals thing. He did it in Houston with... Good luck naming some of the quarterbacks that were throwing to him in Houston. Yeah, you know, when he's covered. This was this was Larry Fitzgerald for a long time, and even when he's covered, he's open. Throw him the ball. And um, that's what D-Hop has. Um, you know, the offense, just thinking of the offense last night and how they played, it wasn't like September or October of 2021. It wasn't like that. But the offense definitely looked better. And D-Hop was right in the middle of all of it. Uh, here is D-Hop after the game talking about his performance in his return. I spent a lot of time in all season preparing for this moment. Obviously, I knew what I was up against being out six games. I got to give thanks to everybody who had a hand in me coming out and being there to perform. It takes a team, trainers, uh, rehab people, uh, nutritionists. So um, I think today obviously was a success. The main goal is to win. So uh, for me, if I had 10, 10 catches and 10 yards, if uh, we would have won a game, I, w- I would still be very ecstatic. Yeah, you know what? And I believe that, too. Yeah, he's had the individual success in his career. He, like a lot of guys on this team, have had individual success. They haven't had the team like win the Super Bowl sort of success, he and J.J. Watt in particular. Here's the one thing I love about this, too. I, I think this is the best way. The be- Actually, no, scratch that. The best way for DeAndre Hopkins to make his first start and play in his first game of 2022 would have been for him to score five touchdowns. Okay? Well, I mean, Can I just say not that? six? Yeah. Okay. Say, well, okay. Just five. Uh, let's get greedy. Let's right. go for six. Go for six. <laughs> that would have been the best thing that could have possibly happened. But what I love is the fact he went out there. He had 14 targets, 10 receptions, and 103 yards. Hey, Mr. Defensive Coordinator right now, who's number 10? <laughs> Are you going to have to worry about number 10 going forward? Has he lost anything, number 10? Oh, and by the way, um, the Arizona Cardinals, they don't just line him up as the X anymore on the left side of the field. They just don't do that. They move him around. And here comes some motion, too, from time to time. So it's going to be very interesting to see what a defensive coordinator is going to try to do now to take away DeAndre Hopkins and what the Arizona Cardinals may do, might do, to simplify the reads for Kyler Murray even more so. The best thing that could have happened is that DeAndre Hopkins looked like DeAndre Hopkins and produced like DeAndre Hopkins. That's that's what you were hoping for if you're a Cardinal fan, because now, once again, everything lines up for Kyler Murray because he reads coverage based on D-Hop, in my opinion. Uh, here, here's Kyler after the game talking about having Hop back. Great. You know, his, his energy, his, uh, I mean, obviously he's, he's talented as ever, um, but just having him out there, uh, he was, you know, didn't, didn't look like he had any rust, you know, knocked it off real quick if he had any, um, but just his communication, you know, his feel for the game, I mean, all of that, you can't put a price tag on it. Well, if I just, I liked that, that Cliff, got not not simple with the game plan but didn't get too cute with like okay well Hopkins has some catches now we have to get to this guy and that guy and this guy if Hopkins is working Hopkins works and I like that Kyler wasn't afraid to just keep going at him now if you look at the numbers you can dissect this if you weren't watching the game and say wow all the targets went to one guy is that sustainable um 
I mean, 29 targets in the passing game, 14 of them went to Hopkins. The other 15 were spread out over six guys. Yeah. Okay, maybe not you know big picture, but it certainly was last night, and it might be again next week. And until it isn't, keep doing it. Yeah. Now yeah. the next step is going to be somebody else stepping up in the passing. No, you're, you're right about that, Luke, honestly. But, but once again, that's the point I'm making. I, I, everyone knows, oh, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, oh my goodness, look at this. He's going to target him 14 times a game. Oh, he's, he's going to have 10. Re- That's exactly what you wanted to happen. Because what I'm hoping is now all of a sudden we're going to say, okay, yeah, D-Hop is back. That's right, he's back. And it was reinforced that he was back. And guess what? Kyler Murray looked better throwing the ball to DeAndre Hopkins, just like September and October of 2021. Just like that, where suddenly, what did we see from Kyler Murray? Was he always targeting D-Hop? No, he was spreading the ball. He was doing it in the first half of the season in in 2021. He was doing it in the first half of the season where he was brilliant, spreading the ball around. And I I think it was because of D-Hop, once again, simplifying the reads for Kyler Murray. So now I expect, okay, after the first game back where you targeted him 14 times and he had 10 receptions, now maybe it might only be eight times. Okay, so who are those other passes going to, though? Yeah, exactly. That's the question. Who's that going to be? That's why I started the segment with I I really do wish they still had Hollywood Brown because it would be very simple. You're going to put all this coverage on DeAndre Hopkins that I really don't think the Saints did last night. So is Minnesota going to be like, okay, we got to put all these guys on Hopkins. Well, then Hollywood Brown's just going to run free down the side. Right. Well, you don't have Hollywood Brown, so who is it going to be? Well, A.J. Green wasn't even out there last maybe night. Maybe Robbie Anderson. You know, maybe hopefully Robbie Anderson is going to get the ter- terminology down and well, he's got be able to contribute a, a little bit more. now, too. Yeah, absolutely. The mini-buy. Here we go. Maybe he's going to be able to contribute a little bit because I liked the one shot they took to Robbie Anderson. Right? The one shot. Did I say Robbie Brown, by the way? You did I say Anderson. that? Okay, I said Robbie Anderson. Okay, I'll, right. I'll correct you in an embarrassing way if you're wrong. <laughs> the, the one shot they took down the field. I liked what I saw. Way to run, Robbie. Keep that up, man. And hopefully Kyler's going to be a little bit more accurate and give you a chance to make a play. I'll just say I was happy to see Greg Dortch on the, on the field make a catch and get in the end zone, too. Yeah. Greg Love Dorch that was, right there. Yeah, I mean, nice slant he's, route. He's Kyler like, put it on him. Boom. Nobody's saying Greg Dorch is the number one receiver, but it's and when he's out there, he, he, he makes produces, a man. Uh, when we come back, which games we'll be watching this weekend around the National Football League? We'll tell you next with our five star games. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Five star games. Five star games. The NFL's best games, as predicted by Ron Wolfley and Luke Lipinski, powered by FanDuel Sportsbook. All right, we were just watching that Eno block on Marcus Davenport on the two-point conversion last night. That was that was most of the break right there, Wolf. Five-star games is here. Last week, we had two pretty clear-cut ones, and I would say... Chiefs-Bills last week did not disappoint at all. Eagles-Cowboys wasn't as good as, as maybe you would have uh, hoped, but it was still still a pretty good game. Hey, I'm looking at the schedule this week, Wolf. I think this is the way we do it. We give each other our number of five-star games and then see if they match up. I have one. Let's see. I have... Um 
none. Yeah, I had a feeling you might go with none. And this, to be fair, might even be like a... Uh, this could be... This has five-star potential. Uh, Chiefs 49ers, Sunday afternoon. Now, let me ask you this. So you can't do it, man. I mean, just... You've got to... You've got to reserve the integrity of what a five-star game last is. last week, there's not going to be any five-star games. I'm there. just saying it stands out like a sore thumb. It sticks out. Stigmata comes to mind, as a matter of fact. A five-star game. Okay, the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm grading on the curve this week. Okay, so, all right. So good. there You're has to be it. one five-star game. There is no five-star game in the Wolf League comp But here, right let, me, let me say this, though. If... And this is going to be interesting because the 49ers just traded for McCaffrey. But if McCaffrey's there and good to play, and I would assume they're going to play him, they just gave whatever remaining picks they have left that they didn't trade for Trey Lance. They just traded for Christian McCaffrey last night. That's okay. 49ers were supposed to. They looked like they were going to be the best team in the NFC West against the Chiefs. I'm watching that game. That's you know the what? game I'll be watching Sunday afternoon with no car. Honestly, right now, this sucks buttermilk that the 49ers actually acquired Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, not a big fan. <laughs> Was hoping he'd go to Buffalo okay. or something. Um, can I also say right now, Kyle Shanahan's offense is perfect for Christian McCaffrey. Perfect. Can I also say this? Most teams, mo- Christian McCaffrey doesn't play three games most years. The Cardinals are going to face him three <laughs> times this year. <laughs> Okay, I get it. I see where you're going with that right there because of the Carolina game? Yes, because of the Carolina okay, game. Okay, great. The Why Carolina are we talking like game this? and now all of a sudden because uh, I am just I'm having fun. The kind of enjoying it. It's Friday, yeah, it as is. a matter of fact, and I don't know if you noticed, but the Cardinals actually, they won a game at, they won a game at home. The curse is over at State Farm Stadium, metaphorically speaking. Um, okay, look, the 49ers right now and the offense that they run, Christian McCaffrey is perfect for this. One of the things that Kyle Shanahan does really, really well is he attacks the line of scrimmage and then uses the power of play action to throw the ball. He's going to attack the line of scrimmage with Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey, you don't think about a guy that is the size and the build and has the frame, of course, that Christian McCaffrey has as being a great runner of the football in between the tackles. Yet that's exactly what he is. I'm not talking about Christian McCaffrey being a power runner. I'm talking about him being wildly effective when he runs the ball in a north-south way inside the tackles. He's got great vision and great feel. And yes, even though he attacks the line of scrimmage, he does it under control so he can make that late backdoor cut in a zone scheme or even in a power scheme. He's perfect also to be the decoy when Jimmy G runs to the mesh point and says, okay, we're going to run the ball to Christian McCaffrey. Boom, all of a sudden, no, we're going to throw the ball to Debo Samuel. Well, that's, yeah, I mean, you have it. Christian McCaffrey, to me, when he's playing, is one of the two or three most electrifying players in the NFL because he is a very good running back, like you just described. An amazing receiver. And now on this 49ers team, you have Debo, who's a really good receiver, but he's actually a really good running back, too. And you have Christian McCaffrey, who's a really good running back. He's also a really good receiver, too. I mean, Kyle Shanahan... Kyle Shanahan has all the pieces he could possibly need when you when you couple that with the defense they have. That team already was no. dangerous, a lot more dangerous. Now, here's Adam Schefter on the trade details. The picks are second, third, and fourth round picks in 2023 and a fifth round pick in 2024. So it's four picks all together 
to the Carolina Panthers in exchange for Christian McCaffrey to bring Christian McCaffrey back to the Bay Area to give the 49ers a player that they think will change their offense. The Panthers obviously are going in a different direction, and they were conducting talks with the 49ers and the Rams throughout the course of the last few days. Those are the two teams that honed in on getting Christian McCaffrey. And tonight, the 49ers get (laughs) the deal done to bring Christian McCaffrey back to the Bay Area. Carolina playing the Rams and the Niners (laughs) off each other. If he had gone to the Rams, too, like, oh, we just get every big-name player that's available. They had no draft stock, obviously, to actually give up for Christian McCaffrey. (laughs) Man, this is awesome, is it not? This is just the NFC West saying, we don't need no stinking draft pick. It's just going to be the Cardinals and the Seahawks drafting in this division for the next few years. Draft pick. We don't need no stinking draft pick. Is, is there another division that has... Would you, you? I think we would agree there's three teams in the NFC West that are all in on right now. We put the Cardinals in that group, right? Obviously, the Rams and the 49ers are. Yeah. So you get I three mean, teams all in on right now. Yeah, no, I would say that. Yeah, I think you're accurate on that one. This one, though, is... This is a great get for the 49ers. It truly is. And it's not only because of Christian McCaffrey and his skill set. When I think of Christian McCaffrey and his skill set, I think... Think of George Kittle. Yeah, I think of George Kittle. Because the 49ers can go 11 personnel, one back. Ooh, that's Christian McCaffrey, everybody. And one tight end. I forgot George Kittle, Kittle, too. George Kittle. And now, all of a sudden, you can line up and say, well, it's 11 personnel. It's not like they're going to run the ball very well in between the tackles. They're not going to do that, right? Out of a bull. Because now they've got the best blocking tight end at the point of attack if they want to run the zone scheme, which Christian McCaffrey runs very, very well behind George Kittle. So just because you see 11 personnel in first and 10, second and one to six and rundown situation, guess what? You can't guarantee that it's going to be a pass. As a matter of fact, that's a five-star game. No, it is. Everything you're saying right there, and then the Chiefs game. on the other side it's of the just, field. That's a uh, five-star the, game. The 49ers have three losses on the season. Right I understand now. that. They're three and three. They're 500. They're not a five-star team. They just team. lost to Atlanta. You don't have to tell me on how bad their, or how mediocre their record is. But everything you just said, you're going to add that going up against the Chiefs. All right, give me another game this week that you like. I know it's not a five-star game, but give me another game. Give me a game that Wolf's going to be watching. Don't tell me Patriots-Bears. Although, let, actually, I want to ask you that because it's Monday Night Football, and you always talk about how Bill Belichick looks at a team and says, what do you do well? We're going to shut it down. So yeah. like last week, you went to the Browns. So you run with Nick Chubb. He's not going to do anything. Yeah. Week before, Lions through the air. You're just not going to score. Okay, when you look at the Bears, what do they do well? First of all, you know what? Don't give me the Bears. Are you going to let me pick my what, what well, game? I'm I mean, that's what you asked. You're, you're totally, you know, forget about the Patriots or the Bears. Well, when you look at that I don't team, care about that. But the, nobody cares. But I'm just um, saying, if you're Belichick, you're like, well, wait, what, what would they even do well? Yeah, right. Well, what do they do well? I don't know, but Bill does. Okay, Bill will know what they do well, and he'll take it away. You should okay? tell Chicago so they. For know me too. right now, can I go with the Seattle Seahawks and the Chargers? Can I go with that game right you can there? Do that. Oh, the Seattle Seahawks at three and three right now, and the Chargers at four and two. Um, I love watching the Chargers play football, and it's because they do a great job of blending the old and the new. <laughs> Is that going to surprise anybody? I love it. Way to go, Brandon Staley. <laughs> did I say it right? I didn't say Stokely, did I? You didn't say I Deuce said Staley. Staley. <laughs> you didn't say it, didn't 
<laughs> you thought I was going to say it, Brandon Staley. I love it. Hey, everybody. What do you say we attack the line Stop of scrimmage? <laughs> what do you say we attack the line of scrimmage and then use the power of play action to throw the ball? This is who the Chargers are. This is what they do, and they move their quarterback around. You want the pistol? Psh, ain't nothing but the pistol. You, you want the shotgun? Okay, fine. We'll go shotgun. Oh, look, everybody. You want you want Justin Herbert under center? Oh, no, you don't want that. No, you don't. Because his back is going to be turned to the line of scrimmage, and he's going to be giving the ball, and suddenly they've got some running backs who can attack you. It's just a beautiful thing when it all comes together. Symbiotic relationship between the old and the new. You know why there's Our not... Responses go Ducks. There's not a lot of five-star games this weekend, Wolf. Have you seen who's on by? There's four teams on by this weekend. No, I have okay, not. They are. they are the Buffalo Bills, okay, the, the Bills. L.A. Rams, the Minnesota Vikings, and the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, my goodness. What is the combined record That's, of that? Uh, well, the teams? Rams are the worst of the group. So, what, the yeah, Eagles, the Vikings are 11 and 1. The Bills, that's going to be like 16 and 2. Yeah, like, wow. I don't know, 19 and 5. Wow. Uh, set your fantasy football lineups accordingly. And by that, I mean just uh, don't start anybody this week. All right, we come back. Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray had a heated exchange on the sideline last night in front of a national audience. So, what did you think about it? It's the Wolf and Luke Show on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.